Hi, and welcome back to Today We Laughed and Learned. This is part two of a very slow stroll with twists and turns on memory lane. Deb's episode went quite long. We'll pick up a little before we ended last time. To refresh your memory, hope you enjoy. So, okay. um, so the reason for the invasion was actually pretty simple. And as you said, you figured it out. It was MTV. So in the early 80s, um, apparently videos had already been really big in Britain for like five years. Um, there were, I read that they were like image conscious short films, um, but the videos didn't really exist in the U S. So, um, you know, the only sort of videos that existed were like concert footage. So, uh, when MTV launched in 1981, they, it had no choice but to air British videos. It's really that simple. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I kind of figured they were cheaper. Oh, oh, that's actually, could have been that, but no. But you're wrong. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but no. I know, I know. It could have been a combination. So <laughs> check this out. So do you remember the Buggles song, Video Killed the Radio Star? It was the first one. It was the first one played on MTV, which is so appropriate because video did end up yes. killing the radio star to a large well, extent. Well, I have a more obscure Ooh. fun fact about that. Tell me. We had a station here in Boston called V66. Uh-huh. And, it can, you know, you had to turn your dial. Mm-hmm. You know, 56 was a popular Boston channel. You had to go up 10 more, not just click, right. click, 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 click. And V66, now, mind you, uh-huh. this was before the cable and everything. So we're trying to get the antennas to catch oh, it. Oh, my God. Yes. I remember and that. I, that, too. Their very first video was that. Oh. And my aunt and I, yeah. my aunt was living with us at the time, mm-hmm. sweetest lady in the world, her and I, we gather around her tiny black and white TV, <gasps> trying to see, oh my God. you remember Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. He did Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, I didn't like him. I, said, that. I liked a future, uh, uh, an album we put out after that. But anyway, yeah. Yes. Well, the opening scene is a picture of his butt. <gasps> oh, was and the my famous aunt one. I, Oh, and I would crowd around the TV with seeing the staticky, you know, oh. fuzzy, trying to get the antenna just right so we could see his butt, <laughs> his butt on the screen. Okay. But another fun fact about V sixty six, the local video channel, is when they went off the air, which it was just a fluke accident. I turned it on one day. Yeah. After w- not watching it for a long time, so let's see, it was on V sixty six, and that was their last last video of the last airing, and it was again. Oh. Video, uh, video radio, star. radio star. Oh my yeah. god! But let's get but, back to Bruce he, Springsteen's butt. I know. <laughs> it, it, it was like, like I said, it was that staticky, not clear black and white photo. And when try, she's like, "Oh my god, look at that!" I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh my God. What's funny is I'm envisioning your aunt, like, you know, 75 years old. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? Looking at Bruce Springsteen. She wasn't. She was in her younger than we are now. Probably mid forties at the time. Probably mid forties at the time. Definitely younger than us. (laughs) Oh, she, she was so funny. Like my my mother certainly, my mother would sit and watch all of my videos. I mean, I dominated the TV for pretty much 10 years, (laughs) but, uh, I think my mom, my mom was so confused. She's, oh, I remember my brother was going to, I came home one day and I was like, oh, where's Chris? And my mom was like, oh, she went to, he went to like a Huey, Louie and Dewey concert. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm Donald like, Duck's nephews were yeah, on a show. That's like, nice. Was it maybe Huey Lewis in the news? She's like, oh, whatever. Just go to your room. 
<laughs> anyway, so, um, so yeah, that was the first video. And then of course, you know, people were flipping out with all these videos that they were seeing and they started, um, you know, asking for all these songs on the local radio stations and the popularity of these songs, like just went up incredibly dramatically. Mm-hmm. And what I read is that in 1981, very famous LA radio station, K rock FM started a show called the rock of rock of the eighties format. Um, and that made K-Rock like the most popular radio station in that city. And uh, Rick Carroll, I don't know what he was, but he, anyway, he worked for K-Rock, states the following. There wasn't American product worthy of being played every three hours. So we had to look and listen to British imports to fill the void. Incredible. I guess American music was going, was going through a slump. Yeah, I read something. I think I have it further down in my notes. But just that, you know, we were sort of... Remember that? Like, it was like sort of very classic rock of the 70s, like Journey and... Uh, uh, and Disco. Foreigner and Disco dying. And people were just... Right. Yeah, they didn't know how to replace Disco and it became very uncool to like disco and then all these like you know like rario speedwagon you know foreigner um which were great songs by the way so good fantastic music sticks oh my god i loved babe yeah i know uh but i guess that people just kind of got bored of all that stuff so all of a sudden you know there was just this like slump or whatever in North America. So by 1981, only seven of the top 30 bands of dance rock chart called Rockpool were American. Only seven of the 30. So sorry, by by 1981. Sorry, by 1981. On uh, the 3rd of July, 1982, oh, the Human Leagues, Don't You Want Me Baby, became the number one song on the Hot 100 Mm -hmm. and stayed there for three weeks. I mean, I can still listen to that song. You know it, right? Don't I was just humming it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was, was just very... trying not to torture everybody with my version. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was like, okay, I'll get to this, but it, it, think about the video. <laughs> sure you will. <laughs> I'm like interrupting myself. I'm like, stop interrupting me, you. <laughs> you know? um, but it was the whole, it was the aesthetic. Okay, no, I'm just going to stick to my notes. <laughs> You're just like, Deb, just just do something. <laughs> so the Village Voice said, sorry, the Village Voice is a, a journal or a newspaper or something, says that- right. well, Most of us know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm representing Canadians on this show. Go Canada. It's not obvious, really. Okay. <laughs> As we- I do appreciate the fact, though, that you like the British invasion to, the, you know, well, you said North America. I, I was going to say to the U.S. and it's North America. Okay. Well, oh, never mind. I was going to give you credit for something, but forget it. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> don't. No. No. I suck. Don't give me credit for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the Village Voice, which we all know, uh, says that in quotes, the Human League's uh, "Don't You Want Me, Baby?" was this was pretty unmistakably the moment the second British invasion spurred by MTV kicked off when that song um, came out. Uh, Tainted Love by Soft Cell spent a record-breaking 43 weeks on the Hot 100. And um, I guess what I was going to say is that like these songs, these were great songs. I love Tainted Love. I love Marilyn Manson's um, cover of it. I think it's like probably one of the best covers I've ever heard. And I loved, you know, the uh, don't you want me baby but I don't think that if we hadn't had the videos with the whole like the wavy hair and the heavy eye makeup on both men and women which was something we also hadn't seen except for kiss um, I don't think we would have been as 
you know, thrilled with all this, but it was just this, our, our brains and the visual and our, our ears and everything was just being bombarded with all this delight all of a sudden, plus, you know? Plus I also, along with the videos is, I mean, people just put it on so putting on the radio. Oh yeah. So you were hearing songs that you would not have heard on your top 100 on yeah, the radio. So exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know if I would pinpoint those songs as to being like, so, uh, <laughs> oh good word they weren't Thanks. for me like for me it was uh, no. like duran duran was like oh my god top but what would but you... to be fair 82 was i was still kind of young okay that hurt <laughs> i'm just kidding i was driving no 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 older than no you weren't i'm just kidding no i'm kidding i'm only one year older than you oh, okay yeah i can live with that yeah, i mean <laughs> you know so i mean as much as i loved music then it was wasn't quite as yeah you know, I, besides when we didn't have cable yet so i know it was still a couple of years before we got cable which is at that point then we got mtv yeah okay now yeah. you think about me at least you were you were in the states i was in yeah. canada with no cable and no mtv but no we did have, i know we did have much music and we also had like friday night videos and we i just, I just remember like um <clears throat> inviting friends over to, you know, my girlfriends to sleep over. Molly and Ray knew. Those are my, you know, two best friends. And uh, we would just have all these sleepovers. Why? Where's like, Emily? <clears throat> pardon? Emily. <laughs> Where's Emily? Erica. Oh, Erica. Sorry. <laughs> I, I wasn't talking to her because she moved to London. <laughs> oh, she had moved at that point. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's right. No, she couldn't have. She couldn't have moved at that point. <laughs> I guess not. But anyway, I don't know. I'll ask her. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, no, I slept <laughs> I at Erica's I house many times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. We were all over the place. We were sleeping all over Crazy the place. Canadians. I know. That was like all we could do for fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we would just, oh, we would wait for like Friday night videos to come on. And we would, of course, have our um, video, whatever, machines ready to to tape. And oh, my God, there's always like a fuzzy line through. Just like you couldn't see Bruce Springsteen's butt. There was always like a fuzzy mm -hmm. line on the VHS recording of, through everything. But we were just so happy. Oh. <laughs> Did anyway. you just buy cheap tapes? What? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, this is, okay, you need to know <laughs> that, okay, not only was I in Canada, no MTV, okay, we, okay, my dad was convinced at the video store or whatever, that beta instead of VHS was like the new thing. So not only, uh... like, we had beta, nobody had beta. <laughs> it was, I have to be honest, I don't think I know anyone who owned a beta machine well now you they do. existed yes they did in, wow. my, in my basement <laughs> i'm wondering I... well it's kind of like everybody had atari but my father thought that intellivision was far superior because the graphics were amazing right uh, so we had to have intellivision so we couldn't have pac-man we couldn't have <gasps> asteroids we couldn't have anything that anybody was playing we had intellivision uh, yeah you could Which, i mean <clears throat> we lived on it I mean, we lived oh. and we played all day long, every day, but. Oh my God, I know. I but know. the good thing was my father loved it. So every Friday he'd hit Sears and go and buy new games. Oh, <laughs> you see, there's a, with like two pixels instead of just the one. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my He's God. Like, Look at this. I think there was like seven or eight pixels on the baseball game <laughs> versus the three that was on the Atari. Oh my God. I remember, remember playing the tennis uh, game on ataris or i guess you didn't have one but on whatever you had it was like just rub it in my face go ahead yeah so this this was the extent of the it was like <laughs> yeah 
Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my God. I loved it, but you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. It was, it was. Kids today have no idea the amount of force you had to use on those controllers. Oh my. And body movements and everything. I was just trying to get that dang thing to work. And now I'm trying to think, wait, we didn't have mice. What did we use? Joysticks? Joysticks. Oh my God. Atari had the joysticks with the one firing button at the top and Atari <gasps> and, and television had these, they were like paddles they had a little wheel at the bottom nine numbers and you had a little plastic sleeve you put over it so you could tell which i mean it was actually thinking back superior to atari it was just like the beta but probably it, was better quality but you couldn't get anything right, the they say I, they said the beta was a much better I machine know. that's what my dad you know he believed was a but believer I think it, they've tricked yeah him. well I, yeah i think though it was just cheaper to go vhs yeah but they say beta was much better okay so anyway, we have okay. a point to this oh, it, okay. what Okay. What are we doing? Okay, sorry, yes. Why is it on my topics? We always get so off track. This because it's be- so good. Oh. Yours was so much better than what I've come up with. Really? Good girl. Oh, thank yes. you. Oh, well, I am I'm a thoroughly year. thoroughly invested. I am a year older than you, so maybe. <laughs> True. Okay. Okay, so anyway, so I was talking about the Human League and Tainted Love. And then, of course, the whole thing took off with a flock of seagulls, Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet, uh, Billy Idol, Bonnie Tyler, Robert Palmer never liked him, and oh my Bonnie god, Tyler. But well, just that one song. But no, she had a couple. Well, okay, <laughs> no, I know she did. But the total eclipse of the heart was just like uh, we had never heard anything like. All that. think when we're in the car and that comes on that we can sing. <laughs> we do, and then um, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of the end when she's like on this like rampage. Ah, no, we said the dog. I'm like, okay, I, I suck yeah. at singing. I can't. I can't make it. windows are rolled up. I am a rock star. Oh, I know. I know. I believe you. (laughs) We may be saying a little bit when you were here in the car. I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, No, seriously, when I'm alone, I am like. I know. I mean, I should have multi-million dollar contracts according to how I sing. Well, we've got our our podcast for that. so. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, and Bananarama. I was obsessed obsessed really? oh my it's god cruel sum yeah and robert de niro's waiting and oh my really god. dude it was one of the huh? songs oh wow okay that was one of their songs oh i don't remember that okay i'm gonna have to send you a playlist anyway so i was obsessed with them and i thought i was um sarah from bananarama i wasn't i just need you to know that but um i thought i was her anyway so i but, wasn't big into them i wasn't i don't i mean a couple of songs but i wasn't big into them yeah i'm sorry i was Go ahead. Super you can be them. sarah i used to dress up like them yeah and and then and my friend Rainu always reminded me of siobhan so anyway it was one of those things oh yeah i think we did that i think i was sarah Rainu was <laughs> siobhan and molony was karen was her name anyway it was amazing. So, according to Wikipedia, the term new wave was used to describe young, mostly British, androgynous and technology-oriented artists such as Culture Club and Eurythmics. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I loved the Culture Club. And uh, Annie oh, yeah. Lennox was like, oh, my God, just one of a kind and probably still is. Eh. No? Eh. What? 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 <laughs> wasn't a uh, Eurythmics fan. No. I wasn't. Well, you see, I, I wasn't. As I said, I, I was never a fan of like 100% of a band's music. I always like, you know, sort of three or four songs off of an album. Um, 
I was a fan of the Eurythmics, but it's just that I'm talking about Annie Lennox and Lennox. Like, um, she, I had never seen or heard anything like her. The way she looked, her voice. Um, she was androgynous for sure, which again was something we weren't, you know, very familiar with. Um, I don't know. I was just kind of blown away by her, but okay. See, I had the opposite feeling. I felt like everybody was trying to be something and to stand out. And I just felt like she was just another one. Really? Well, that's fair enough yeah. because I do actually mention that if I ever get through this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this top, well, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it, it's logical that we just want to thank everybody for tuning and yeah. listening to what we liked and didn't like, because I'm sure you really give a rat's ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, people in our, well, you see what, this is funny because, you know, of course, Stranger Things is a huge thing right now. And, uh, you know, my daughter watches it and she's 14 and, uh, I'm like, this is what it was like. <laughs> like the, those, that's a Walkman. I definitely had a Walkman, you know, um, with like, there were no, uh, what are they called? Uh, wireless headphones. They're all wearing like headphones that actually plug into the Walkman. Um, we grew up in this like Stranger Things visual and I'm damn proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. So, um, so, oh, this is what I was saying before, that many of the, the bands in the Second Invasion started their careers in the punk era, and they decided that they wanted to bring what they were offering to a wider audience. This was like new wave music. We had never heard anything like this before. And right. uh, it was all very, um, uh, what's it called, like experimental. And there was just sort of no boundaries on it or limits. You didn't have to have a, a certain sound, like a sort of everything was okay. Um, and any rock bands that were into making videos also enjoyed a certain amount of success, like my favorite, and I'm sure yours too, Def Leppard. Love Def Leppard. Um, mm -hmm. Big Country, which I, I loved Big Country, just a few of their songs I loved. And Simple Minds, I wasn't a huge fan, but um, what was that super now, famous song? Is it, okay. Don't you forget. I'll Google it yeah. before I say something. Um, yeah, Simple Minds, I actually couldn't stand. Oh. Didn't like them at all. Yeah, I like. Uh, isn't there a fun fact about the, the singer of that band? Well, Go ahead. Was, keep talking. He was I'm, I'm going to get back to you. He was married to Chrissy Hind from, uh, from uh, The Pretenders. I know that. But I don't know anything else about him. Yeah, do that. I'm sure you'll find some. You're so much better at finding fun facts than I am. So you do that. So. Uh, in 1983, radio consultant Lee Abrams advised he had 70 album-oriented uh, radio stations as clients, and he advised them to double the amount of new music uh, they were playing. He said, all of my favorite bands are English. It's a more artistic place. Experimentation thrives there. Everything over here is more like McDonald's. So I think that that was probably true at the time. So um, in 1983, 30% of you're very quiet when you're Googling. Should I be worried? I know. Okay. No. I'm just going to carry on. So in 1983, 30% of U.S. record sales were from British bands, which actually seems low, but anyway. It does. And um, in July of 1983, 20 of the top 40 singles were British, surpassing the previous record sent, uh, set sorry, in 1965. Uh, the Culture Club, Duran Duran, and Spandau Ballet elicited, oh, a huge like teenage hysteria. I was never a fan of Spandau Ballet. Uh, I was yeah, all... True was the most boring song. I know. And then they had 50 <laughs> other songs that sounded just like True. And I'm like, really? 
Like yeah. this is truly boring. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1983, I think I wrote not five. Uh, the police's synchronicity spent 17 weeks at the top of the Billboard 200. I, as I said, I do not like the police, but I love um, the remake by. I guess his name, he was being called Puff Daddy and uh, Faith Evans after uh, Biggie Smalls died. They, if you, you've, I'm sure you've heard the. Um, well, no, because I was in a different set of music listening by then. Okay. Sorry. So it's a great cover of Every Step You Take or Every Breath You Take. I could never figure out what that song was called. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, I yeah. think I do remember hearing something. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I still, I'm still not bored of it. So anyway. <laughs> So the, so the police's synchronicity was huge in 1983, and it ended up sp- um, trading spots with Michael Jackson's Thriller like three times for the top spot. Which, which one did? Synchronicity, oh. which is... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I know for sure it did, because that thing was up there all the time, and I could never understand why. I tried to it's, like it, but... I know, exactly. And I, I mean... Thriller, I'm sure I owned the cassette, but... Oh, I don't think I owned it. I really didn't like them very much, but... I um, had every single cassette of anything. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's so... Did you call them cassettes? We called them tapes. Both. They went back and forth. Okay. All right. So, um, I'm surprised, though, because Thriller was like an epic 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 album and i'm yeah but at what point but at what point did it start bumping it because it was at number one forever Uh, yeah okay maybe this you know i mean it could have been after it was already on for 50 weeks yeah 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 or (laughs) or and everybody already owned it yeah true okay yeah very very true because i'm like okay you've got thriller in one hand and synchronicity on the other like there there's for me at least there's zero comparing those two albums like they're just well no but well i don't know because you gotta think michael jackson i mean he was fantastic that album oh. was amazing but you had billy jean you had beat it you had thriller you yeah. had no no i i'm too. saying that's what i'm saying like michael jackson yeah. blew synchronicity out of the water like thriller was an amazing album i can't believe that it had competed with synchronicity which to me was boring but i guess but that's every breath, taste you know that's just our taste every breath you take was ginormous yeah i know oh, whatever and there was probably another song on there i don't remember what though i'm sure roxanne probably wasn't on that it was probably on a previous album eh? i don't know Mm, no oh. i bet it was on synchronicity yeah and i remember message in a bottle which i despised i hated that oh song. yeah that's another one i didn't really care uh, for. yeah i know <laughs> oh my god our listeners for all like, you okay, people bye. now you know <laughs> seriously they tuned out so so long, long ago. ago we could should we just grab a glass of wine and hang out do you want to hang out with me i'm already halfway through one. Oh, really oh <laughs> i haven't started mine yay uh okay Ow. so hang on let me see how many more pages oh eh, it's not too bad okay so um during one week in May 1985, eight of the top 10 singles were by uh, English acts. Oh, my God. Did you like Tears for Fears? I was obsessed with them. I loved them. I, I, to be, It's really funny. In the end, I don't, as much as I love the idea of England, I love the idea of yeah. England, I love the idea of the groups and everything. Yeah. All in all, I think I would say I was more like, 70 30 when it came to what i liked for the music uh, you i tended more, to still like the american more than the yeah. british yeah that's fair we can still be friends it's okay oh thank you oh i know right i appreciate that <laughs> no i i get it i was just totally swept up in that in that whole thing and um right and then there were like you remember the brat pack movies with uh you know oh god yeah of course so uh-huh. um three of 
those movies were like the lead songs were by British acts. Of course, Simple Minds did um, Don't You Forget About Me, which was, uh, you know, the, what was it called? The main yeah, song I mean- of The Breakfast Club and Psychedelic Furs. I love them. They did Pretty in Pink. Well, I think in the eighties, like the soundtracks to those movies, they were they were as important as the, the movies. movies themselves. I totally agree. And the third yeah. one, which uh, was Saint Elmo's Fire, which uh, I liked the movie, but I, I I didn't really like that lead song by John Parr. I also didn't mm-hmm. know he was British. I assumed he was American. But as I was researching this, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but that song was called St. Elmo's Fire. And then in, in parenthesis, it was Man in Motion. Do you remember that? No. That wasn't the group? No. The, the John Parr was the artist who... Um, uh, who I who, do, I, you say that and I do kind of remember, but didn't pay any yeah. mind. You know, it does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I never, I was I kind of like, okay, what the hell does a man in motion have to do with St. Elmo's fire? But okay, whatever. I w- didn't really care. And then as I was researching my topic, which I'm never going to get, yep. through, um, mm-hmm. I stumbled onto a video with him. Uh, he's super sweet. Um, and he said, I could not find any inspiration. I was approached to do the the title song. I could not find any inspiration. You know, no offense to the film, but I, I could not find any inspiration. And then I found out about something completely unrelated about a person, unfortunately, I should know this, but who had some sort of spine um injury and they were going to somehow be you know traversing the UK or, or something like that I really should figure this out um, in a wheelchair or something and, and was looking for sponsorship and he was so inspired by this person who was going to be doing this trek uh, with the spinal injury that he wrote that song about him and that's why it's called oh. Men in Motion and ever since then he has been uh, very active in spinal cord uh, research and uh, has really like devoted a huge part of his life. Oh, I know. Isn't that oh, incredible? That's, that's inspiring. I know. It's incredible. Oh. I'm going to follow. Okay. Him. Google tidbit, Google tidbit. What? Speaking of inspiration. Uh-huh. I actually heard this tidbit, not, but yesterday, yesterday, I think when I was doing a little run, listening to how my, uh, my dad wrote a porno. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> laughing and making a Simple. fool of yourself. <laughs> yes. Actually, somebody smiled at me because they thought I was smiling at them. Like, Aww. you know, you're running and you're like doing the friendly nod. I totally wasn't. I was laughing at my earphones. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, Simply Red. Oh, Simply His Red. Mike. Yeah. Yep. Mike. Uh, not Mick Simple Minds. Yeah, not Simple Minds. Simply Red. Oh. Two different. Oh, things. okay. Yeah, they were more like reggae kind of well you know not really I well, know. It was simply well, red, i was thinking of it it's probably why it was in my head but can you picture the guy yeah red-haired uh mick hecknell yep okay he slept oh with <laughs> with oh my i God. just read it yeah um he's a red-headed man yes we know N- not as according to the guardian here it is not generally considered to be a sexual icon which he i know no, 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 he did, did not he find him attractive, which I mean, I'm sure to many he did. Yeah. Um, at the height of his fame in the mid 80s, when he estimates he slept with more than 3000 women <gasps> in three years. Oh, my God. Was his last name Falcon? You would think, but no. <gasps> Come to find out the Falcons are really almost on the low end. Yeah, honestly, they're like um, chaste. Oh. He, he just he does publicly apologize. Oh. Um, 
to everybody. He says, when I had the fame, I went crazy between 85 and 87. I would sleep with about three women a day, every day. I never said no. Oh. This is what I wanted from being a pop star. I was living the dream. And my only regret is that I hurt some really good girls. Well, that's what I was going to say that, as I said at the beginning of this, sex, there's nothing wrong with sex. You know, society is what stigmatizes sex and makes it into a horrible thing. But yeah, okay, so. We weren't asking that. 3,000. <laughs> good on them. <laughs> but wow. I'm sorry. No, hurting I, people look, is not cool, but having sex with them is fine. <laughs> but yeah, I heard that when you said, "Would you say simple minds?" and I came up with yeah, simple red. That's okay. Well, okay, it's a tidbit you needed to know. Basically, it comes down. To, I was going to work it in there one way or the other, and they were from the '80s. So oh, I know, see, I know, I know. You're welcome. I know it. It bothered me there, and then something else. Something else that I want to say is like so much cultural appropriation still goes on, but went on like, you know, simple minds. Uh, no, not simple minds. Now I'm confused. Simply red, you know, we're supposedly reggae and it's like, you know, white people have no right to be doing reggae. You know? Weren't they Irish? I, I don't, wasn't simply red yeah, Irish. So I don't think so. And then, and then in the nineties when like, um, no doubt came out and they had this whole ska vibe, it's like, you know, no, you can't steal everything and uh, make a load of money <laughs> off it. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. So let, let me focus. Anyway, so, so again, Nick Hucknell. Yes. Three years, 3,000 women, simply read. Okay. That's it. Should I be offended that he didn't sleep with me? Uh, no, but I think he was linked to Catherine Zeta-Jones. Ooh, <laughs> yummy. She's gorgeous. Oh, and that's another cultural approach. Sorry, just I'm on a little, I'm on a little rant here because she- Well, we are- we are totally like, I don't even know where we are. I know where we are. But listen, why? Okay, she's from Wales. She's, but I don't know, lived in America or the States, whatever, forever. Why was she chosen to be the Mexican woman in those Zorro movies when they could have chosen a Mexican woman to be a Mexican woman in the Zorro movies? It doesn't matter. Okay, I need to Did focus. you see her in that movie? Yeah, I the know. The whole world discovered Catherine Zeta-Jones in that movie. I know. Zora was like, I mean, oh. that made money because of her and her alone. Well, and that's why they completely um, overlooked the whole thing that, you know, Salma Hayek could have done that. You know? Yeah. Okay, yeah, anyway. So, established acts, remember these ones from the 60s, Rolling Stones, Queen, Elton John, David Bowie, and Rod Stewart had uh, like a resurgence of popularity during the 60s, uh, sorry, during the 80s. Um, they did. British, they, yes. They did, yeah, for sure. Um, so, oh, so the second British invasion wasn't liked by everybody. Some said that British acts brought color and energy back to pop music. Okay, so that's for sure, in my opinion. While others said that the phenomenon pushed image over content and that there were simply, they were simply British haircut bands. Now, I beg to differ, but I can see where that comes from. I can see where that comes. And I don't know if I beg to differ. I will say it was the times. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. It's, you know, like I said, the, um, the monkeys, they came from the TV show. They were a huge success. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, everything has its time. It has its place, you know? know. And in the eighties yeah. we were, we had yeah MTV. Yes. Okay. These bands that may not have had the chance to be heard get on mtv they make these videos they people like them and they sold albums yeah. it's just how it was you know i know i was thinking sorry to interrupt um i was thinking that maybe this is where 
again, I always look for the sort of deep thing, but maybe this is, you know, something I think is very tragic in our society right now is just how much visual there is and how much, you know, the emphasis is on being skinny and being beautiful and being filtered and not having a single blemish on your skin and being, you know, I'm wondering if, you know, the eighties was the beginning of all this evil. I'm not saying I would change anything, you know, but I just, I wonder if this is when we became so aware of what, somebody looks like um, being important and being obsessed with image. No, I think it's been coming for a long, long time. I mean, yeah. from back in the, from magazines, from when yeah. TV first began. Yeah. I mean, you know, these bands, okay, so they got noticed by looks. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Did you buy the cassette, listen to it while looking at the table? No, you did other things and listened to the music. Oh, you liked it. I did other things, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 Young lady. <laughs> You know, you are not Mick. He- what was his name? Who? <laughs> it's simply red guy. Oh, Mick uh, Hacknall or whatever. Yeah, Hacknall. I, I don't think so. I, I I understand what they're saying, but I can't agree agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd say it just yeah, you know, like everything else pushed it along. Yeah, you know, I just know. like magazine pictures and everything else. I mean, yeah, no, no, it's true. Yeah, there were lots of pinup girls and stuff. I guess in the '30s that definitely um, <clears throat> would have. Uh, sort of cause that effect. So yeah, it's not, it's not Duran Duran's fault is what we're saying. <laughs> and if it wasn't for all those magazines with all Simon's pictures, they wouldn't, I wouldn't have them on my wall. Kids are missing that today. Oh, In the eighties, remember all team beat and tiger God. beat and all those things. I had I mean, no, you could not see any wallpaper on my wall. It nope. was covered in posters. Listen, my oh. parents owned a store, oh. a convenience store oh. and my mother Oh. unbeknownst to my father or he just turned his head she, every time the new shipment of magazines would come in she'd grab one of each one. Oh my god the tiger beats and they were huge i mean there were so many of them 16 tiger beat and then she'd bring home a stack for me and i just they rip them up and tape them on my wall i was a serious fire hazard <laughs> you are still I, well yes but the funny thing was we actually had a house fire <gasps> and guess whose room did not burn <laughs> That's the real what? irony of the whole thing. How did you ruin? Maybe, maybe it was all the the what's it called the tape that I you would think, but actually it would just it just so happened that uh, my room was such a mess and it was so. I mean, seriously, every there wasn't an inch of space in my room that didn't have a guy's face on it. Oh, I know a, a band, an actor, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember. Uh, the cats kept getting into my room oh. and you know, you get the So I had closed my door before leaving the house. Oh, there so because you go. I closed it up, but otherwise my thing would have gone up like a, Oh my <laughs> like God. Deb, okay, Deb, okay. you're in an hour and 20 minutes. Oh my God. I'm, 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 I'm bored of myself. I, I, I have no idea where this is going at I, all. I still, well, I, st- Oh my God, what the hell is wrong with us? Okay. So, uh, uh so anyway, with the aesthetic of bands like A Flock of Seagulls, you remember their hair and stuff like that. Uh, people mm-hmm. said that, you know, Americans were ready not only for an acoustic, but for visual stimulation. And the weirder, the better. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it seems like North Americans were bored by, you know, the typical 70s rock bands and they were just kind of interested in something new. So, uh, oh, 
1983, a subculture of bands who hated this, what we're talking about, this superficiality of this wave of, you know, aesthetics and stuff, um, mm-hmm. emerged. There was a song called Rip It Up by Scottish rock band Orange Juice, which was seemingly about boredom with the whole, um, you know, image scene, all these, you know, beautiful um, pop stars. And Edwin Collins was actually the head of that band, and I didn't know that. I don't really like him, but anyway. Um, and Graffiti, <laughs> Graffiti, like... You're going to uh, get some hate mail. <laughs> I know, seriously. Do you know who Edwin Collins is? No, but he's going to write to you and tell you that you can just F yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm going to write him back, I'll tell you. Anyway. I don't like you either. <laughs> well, I only know one song, I never met a girl like you before. You know that song. That's him. Oh, that song. I hate I'm that. I'm beginning song. to think I didn't like the 80s. <laughs> I yeah. I don't think that was released in the 80s. I'm not sure. But anyway, and graffiti like kill ugly pop stars started showing up <laughs> all over the place. Oh, jeez. A Philadelphia <laughs> band called Dead Milkmen uh, came out with a hit called Instant Club Hit, You'll Dance to Anything. That was how frustrated they were with this whole, you know, uh, generation of youngsters just dancing to all this, you know, pretty pop stuff anyway so this was sort of the beginning of an uprising against uh, the these glam acts and um so then alternative rock bands like rem never really liked rem and the smiths started <laughs> yeah sorry I'm, seriously yeah. i'm beginning to get dude did we like the 80s because no, <laughs> no but there was i loved the you know duran duran thompson twins howard jones nick kershaw <laughs> banana rama i loved all that anyway so they started um becoming popular and music journalist simon reynolds said that these bands were 80s bands only in the sense of being against the 80s so this was sort of the beginning of a an uprising against the uh, the second British invasion. So, Amer- appara- yeah. eventually, American bands caught on, and Martin Fry of the group ABC. I yeah, I was never a big fan of ABC. <laughs> yeah, I was not a big fan. <laughs> God, I hate this episode. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, he said the reality was that Madonna, Prince, and Michael Jackson did it better bigger and more global than a lot of British acts. Excuse my voice. Um, <clears throat> so I guess that when, you know, American caught America caught on and Madonna came out and Cindy Lauper and Prince, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the focus sort of started to go away from the British bands and back to American bands. So, um, and then glam metal started, well, Bon Jovi wasn't really glam metal, but Poison loved Poison, loved Motley Crue, loved <sighs> Kiss. Do you, oh, Twisted Sister. I oh. was so afraid of Okay, D- Kiss was Titan. 70s, and then they came back in the 80s. <laughs> oh, okay. I will never forget. This is going to be a long episode. We might have to cut it into. I will you never, think? Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget. Ah, uh, my sister was at home. And she couldn't have called me because we didn't have mobiles back then. But um, I gave, I guess I came home from school. She's like, Deb, 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 Deb. I'm like, what? She's like, Kiss took their makeup off. Makeup off. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? She's like, come. I don't know. I guess she had like taped it, managed to tape something on our beta <laughs> tape recorder. <laughs> and it was Lick It Up. I still love that song by Kiss. Lick yep. It Up without their makeup. And I was like in heaven. Do you remember that moment? I do remember that moment. In fact, as you might be surprised to learn, I had gone to see them in concert without their makeup. But then they decided to put their makeup back on. And so I had to go see them with their makeup. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because Kiss Kiss has to have their makeup. It was... Plus, as much as I liked some of the songs that came out with them, that whole neon... 
Yeah. Remember they went through a, a phase of putting on all neon uh, spandex and stuff like that? I didn't love it. I really no. felt like they need to be classic Kiss. And they did pop back to their old stuff, but yeah, that weird 80s time when they were trying to fit in, it was kind of odd. The music was still decent, but yeah. kind of odd. I, all I know about that is I, I wouldn't say that Kiss was a boy band, but I know that Gene Simmons was like the uber businessman. Like he just everything they, yes. was contrived. Yeah, um, they, they that whole thing, they were showmen. They, yes. uh, they were rock band but they were showmen yeah. above the rock band exactly but they were so good oh my god um yeah. oh and then i loved quiet riot and what i didn't know is that quiet riot was started by randy rhodes who of course was famously uh, ozzy osbourne's uh, guitarist and he died i remember that day too on the 19th of yes. march 1982 we were going it was we you guys have spring break we have march break in canada just to be different <laughs> figures and we were going on a, on a ski holiday we're going to march oh yeah <laughs> And uh, we were in, the three of us were in the back seat of the car. We were going up to Mose Marie for a ski holiday, and uh, and the news came on, and we were all like, my parents had they wanted us to be quiet in the back of the car. We were quiet for the rest of the trip. We were like, yeah. devastated about Randy Rhodes, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I do watch Ozzy. He has a few different shows on the Travel Channel. Okay, uh, yeah. and. Uh, when he st- he still talks about Randy, he still gets choked up. He's still very oh, upset over that. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, you know, he you can see that hit him, oh. and the story behind it is crazy. Uh, uh, I won't get into it okay. now. It's a good thing for later. But those, yeah. I mean, everybody, it's a plane crash, but it wasn't just a regular plane crash. Randy didn't even want to be in that plane. Oh, that's like Buddy Holly. It, yeah, it was kind of like one of those things. Like, ah, oh, all right, I'll do it. But and Ozzy was supposed to be in it. Oh, from what I understand, he went yeah. to sleep. Right. And it crashed into <gasps> it crashed in the house right next to the tour bus where oh. Ozzy was sleeping. Like it was oh. just horrible. And he, 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 when he still talks about him, you see he is still deeply hurt by that. He's oh. just devastated by oh, it still to this day. God, I think that you're gonna have to do some sort of episode or something on that because I didn't know all those details. And of course, I'm sure he has like major survivors guilt. Yeah, it was supposed to be him. And I'm pretty sure there's something similar with Buddy Holly. Like he didn't want to. He wanted somebody else like chubby checker or something like that to take his place and any uh, no i can't remember what it was but anyway he wasn't supposed to be on that plane. Yeah. but um anyway so i okay i'm, I'm sort of done <laughs> we ended well sort of but, you end on? <laughs> okay I, I i told you how it began how it went about and how it ended i don't know i think i'm just i'm like wait this still want to come right well here's the thing so what i was going to do then because i didn't expect that we were going to talk about duran duran throughout the whole thing i was going to talk about a little bit about duran duran so um sorry about my cough okay so you asked me if i'd ever been to uh no you said you had never been to a duran duran concert yeah i didn't want to know that you had been and let alone twice but yes i guess you had to force that down my throat go ahead yes duran duran (laughs) was my first concert i went with reynu who was as i said was still one of my best best friends and i like let's say the concert lasted three hours um it took us about five days to prepare what we were gonna wear how what makeup we Mm -hmm. were gonna put on it was okay it was insane and this was like at the height of my obsession and I cried from the minute (laughs) I heard the first notes of the music until we got back in the car and Rainu's like 
so did you enjoy the concert? I'm like, what? <laughs> and oh my God, I remember we were leaving for Florida the next day and my ears were killing, my eyes were killing from all the crying that I had, like my, you know, my ears were popping on the plane anyway. So that was that. And then I think I saw them many, 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 many years later. I think they were um, playing with like the Smiths. I, I can't remember what I saw. And I remember I was like totally like, st- I was thinking, I'm not interested in you guys now. Like, I, you know, 15 years ago, I was obsessed <laughs> with you. I was like crying through the whole concert. And now I'm like chatting with someone. Who did I see them with? No, with you too. Oh, that's a whole other Wait. story. I have all these stories. Hold on. You saw Durantor in YouTube and you sat there talking to somebody next. And yeah, why didn't you mention you too? Okay, so here's so here's the thing. This was years <laughs> later, but I had seen you yeah. too in the 80s too. And it was like epic. I remember we were we had general admission tickets. So if you wanted to actually be, you know, at the front, you had to get there like in the afternoon. So we were, there were only like about 20 of us. I think it was Reno again that I was with. I can't remember. And, uh, and we were sitting outside, you know, waiting to, for them to open the doors like five hours later. And all of a sudden who pops up on the wall? Bono. (gasps) Bono. (gasps) He's like, well, hell yeah. We're like, of course I started crying. I started crying and he's like, wow I can't you guys, believe you guys are here this early and I was like <laughs> I was like crying <laughs> and he's like yeah I just you know I was kind of bored we're doing the sound check and I just wanted to like take a walk around and I thought I'd come and say hi oh my god yeah. you suck <laughs> I, I do because I cried the whole time <laughs> I know and then so of course we go in of course I'm like I'm so diligent <laughs> I get to the very, I get to the like I was at the front like so literally that my rib cage was rubbing against the board. So I was right there. Uh-huh. And, um, and he, at some point he pulls a girl out of the audience and pulls him up, her up on stage and these, she's uh, singing. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do that. So I, Oh, I think she was like being crushed. So she was like, Oh, you know, get me out, get me out. So they save her. And he's like, come on, bring her up, bring her up on stage. And I'm like, that could be me. So I'm like, Oh, my ribs. Oh, I'm like dying. <laughs> Um, if you tell me you got pulled up on stage, I'm clicking, I'm ripping out the cord on this. No, because I'm such a loser that I get, I'm like doing all, my ribs were fine. Well, they weren't, but I didn't care. I was doing all this so that he would pull me up on stage and they pulled me out and they're like, okay, the exit's that way. And I'm like, Bono, you know, you're supposed to be pulling oh. on stage. <laughs> oh, you're that loser? I am that loser. I am the oh, loser. Oh, no. Yeah. So yeah, so kids, if you're listening, oh no, it that never didn't worked. happen. It totally that didn't happened. Happen. Oh, it <gasps> happened. My ribs were bruised for days, and I was like, and I didn't get pulled up on stage, but we did get to hear from him before we got in. So that was something. Oh, and then that is huge. But I know. Did you? So did you miss half the show? I don't think I missed half of it, but you know, there was a chunk that I missed. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, and I saw Lenny Kravitz too. Anyway, yeah, that was later. But yes. So, um, wh- oh, and then I, re- okay, anyway, this is, I don't know if you're interested in all this stuff, but. Um, Nobody's interested in this whole thing. <laughs> Nobody will listen to it. They'll t- <laughs> click it off at about 30 seconds into it. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, my God. I remember my friend Renu and I, we were, okay, check this out. We, we were going into grade, we call it grade nine in, uh, in Canada. You guys, I guess, call it your freshman year of high school. So we or were grade nine. Yeah. Oh, you do? You call it grade nine? Yeah. Or ninth, ninth, ninth grade. grade. Or okay. Freshman year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, 
we were so ambitious that we decided to take summer school. Do you know what we took to get ahead? Oh, God. What? Typing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we were very concerned yeah. about. Wow, our- you're fun. <laughs> you know. How tragic I- is that? I know. I took typing. Actually, fresh. We actually, that was a class in school. Um, yeah. Well, we got we it out typing. of the way. Yeah. You, you could sign up for it. No, which I mean, I've benefited from it. I mean, I, I can type except for numbers because yeah. me and my girlfriend decided to skip class that day, the day they were learning numbers. <laughs> and to this day, I could not, I have to stop to punch in the numbers. <laughs> I can type fine. I can type pretty fast. I can fix yeah. my correct, my mistakes very fast, but yeah. if I have to stop. Do numbers I have to stop and look at the numbers. Oh my god. Don't skip class, people. <laughs> I know. Well, I remember bad never things forget. happen. <laughs> I'll never forget. Renu's last name is Oberoi, which is O-I on the end. And everything she typed, well, her name was Oberio. Because she could never <laughs> <laughs> She would always put the I before the O. She's like Oberio, Oberio. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my point is that um <clears throat> uh we she, I don't know. Anyway, she would come to my house in the morning, which is ridiculous because I lived like she would be so much easier for her to just go to school and wait for me there. But my house was like overshooting. Anyway, she would ride her bike to my house, leave her bike there. This is so 80s. I love that stuff. And we would walk <laughs> to school and um, and we would tell each other about the dreams we had the previous night about she would tell me her dreams about John Taylor and I would tell her my dreams about Simon Le Bon and uh, we were awake during those dreams I need you to know so they were very very <laughs> vivid <laughs> yes yeah they were those thought process before you actually fell asleep oh but go on. yeah and uh anyway so <clears throat> these are just a few little tidbits oh and my friend Molony was like the mixed tape queen like you can't imagine mm-hmm. what she should have been a DJ. Like she came up with these incredible <laughs> playlists. And then one little other fun fact is that I was with Marino and Molly, of course, at um, a venue. We were watching the psychedelic furs and uh, one of them pokes me and they're like, my sister has very vibrant red hair. And um, they're like, um, that redhead up on stage, isn't that your sister? And I'm like, no just kind of like i got oh, like out no. yes she was dancing yeah. with psychedelic furs up on stage so if- so she was basically courtney cox in that damn bruce uh springsteen video exactly exactly not the same fame level she didn't become <laughs> one of the friends but yes sorry about that <laughs> i know yes so here i am being a loser again so i'm like so she of course i can't find her after the show and i'm like well she's got to be backstage which of course she was and i <gasps> uh, yeah of course you see what red hair can do <laughs> i know she's beautiful she's stunning and uh anyway so she of course gets backstage so i'm like i go backstage to the door of course you know separating the, oh, ha- the halves from the you halves just walked off. backstage well, no i went to where the the non-loser people get to go backstage and i was like my sister's in there and they're like we don't give a shit and i'm like yeah, yeah. but you know she's my ride she's my drive they're like take a taxi <laughs> so i think i it's you know, canada don't worry about it yeah exactly <laughs> they're free here and i'm like you don't understand i'm a minor well then what are you doing in this venue i'm like okay see ya <laughs> yeah i think i took the bus home and never i never spoke to erica or my sister again <laughs> no i'm just kidding so anyway um 
those are some of my fun so facts. what we're saying is you've learned nothing today people i have nothing. learned oh zero you've, you've yeah. learned every small detail about debbie's life and okay so anyway very very quickly i only have five pages left <laughs> yes very quickly please <laughs> so duran duran was established in 1978 they this really yes they have been, <laughs> they have been around for 44 years and this is <gasps> this is a band that they never stopped recording this flipped me out like they the biggest gap that they've gone without recording since 1978 um was the period 2015 to 2021 um which is how many is that six years um that's not very long. Like for 44 years, they have recorded nonstop, except for these six years. And one of those years of which uh, was uh, the pandemic. So it blows my mind. And it's funny. they. Well, I'm kind of glad that I didn't go to the concert because I guess I would know only a couple of their songs in yeah, the end. <laughs> I know. I guess it depends on when the concert was. I mean, I, I saw them in like 1982 or something. So it was very relevant. But yeah, um, it's incredible. And I've liked a couple of songs that they've put out, but you know, not tons. I've, I haven't really heard them, but um, it's funny. They, they, they said that they've been trying to really, you know, get away from, you know, their sound in the eighties. And they were, they worked on this album with uh, Mark Ronson, who's pretty, he pretty famously produced um, Amy Winehouse's back in black, no, back, back to black, I, back in black is ACDC. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So, Album. Anyway, and he was like, you guys are trying not to sound like you. Like every other pop band in the world is trying to sound like you guys. And you guys are trying not to sound like yourselves. Like there's something wrong here. Just embrace who you are and, you know, put out pop music. So anyway, they <laughs> sold over a million records. They're one of the world's best-selling artists. 30 top 40 singles uh, were theirs in the UK. Anyway, now I'm, <laughs> I think I'm I don't know if this is very interesting, but they were huge, 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 huge. Um, they were Princess Diana's favorite band. They said that meeting her in 1983 was one of the highlights of their career. Um, Milton Bradley introduced a Duran Duran board game in 1985 called Arena, which was named after their 1984 hit album. I think you know that their name was inspired by Barbarella, the yes. movie, right? Okay, by a villain yep. in that movie. I've never seen it called Durand Durand. They liked the psychedelic music and retro futuristic aesthetic of the fashion in the film. Um, Simon Le Bon. As seen in Wild uh, Wild Boys. Yeah, exactly. And that was my next point about him almost drowning. So I'm not going to say that again. They, for fun, after sort of the height of their um, fame, they would enter Duran Duran lookalike contests. (laughs) The little little shits. And then, you know, when they would obviously win. Imagine if they didn't win. (laughs) I was going to say, they probably never won. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Anyway, they would, of course, tell everybody that it was them. Andy Taylor fell out of a tree during the filming of Save a Prayer. Um, and the problem is that that tree was over a an elephant watering hole, which is essentially like a river. This was in Sri Lanka, uh, used as uh, as a toilet by elephants. So that oh, did he, he get sick? He did. He did actually get sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's it. Oh, I'm done. That's a bummer. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> yeah this is gonna be a two-parter i think the only thing we didn't cover was our social security numbers <laughs> and our blood types five 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 yeah but i hope it was good i had a lot of fun researching it was very very easy to research 
Oh, because it's a fun topic, at least for us. Oh, exactly. Probably nobody. Well, to be fair, our uh, demographic is probably can relate quite well. I thought of that. So I thought, okay, this is not totally off base. <gasps> One hour and 42 minutes. My child could be starving and I have no idea. Uh, I've lost contact with the rest of the world. Yes, I have as well. Um, I mean, I'll edit it and probably get down to one minute and 32 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think every second the, is yeah, the, <laughs> Just kidding. I know. Well, that's usually for a few ums and a little, and there wasn't really any dead space. I mean, I had I so much enlightening things to talk about. And <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. We loved reliving the 80s, but we should probably wrap this up. We hope that if anybody stuck with us, you enjoyed it. And <laughs> hopefully we took you on a nice little trip down memory lane. <laughs> um, if you did enjoy it. Yes. Or if you didn't enjoy it. Yes. Let us know. We, I, I, This could be a two-parter. I'll see what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, drop us a Drop us a little line at today. We uh, laughed at Gmail. I think that's the best way. Or um, please like and follow us on Facebook at Today We Laughed and Learned and on Instagram at Today We Laughed and Learned. Um, and also, hey, we're on Twitter yes. at Today We Laughed. Yeah. Uh, also, I think, I mean, if you're listening to this, you know what platform you listen on. We um, are on Spotify and FM. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and we are also featured in an app called uh, Good Pods. If you download it, you can listen to all your podcasts there. We are on there as well. Um, Deb, yeah. Uh, <laughs> today we can say I don't know what can we say today. Today we laughed. We we laughed a little. <laughs> and, and, and we learned a thing or two about the second British invasion of the 1980s. Oh, come on. To be it was fair. Tough. Yeah. We also could say we, we laughed and everybody learned about every last detail of our teenage years. <laughs> every useless detail of our teenage years. And a little bit of, you know, masturbation and <laughs> and the red this light was, district. I, this was a very hearty uh, episode. And yeah. not to mention... Um, a little detail about uh, Mick Hucknell from Simply oh, Red. Oh, yeah, I see him in a that, whole new light now. He meow. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so. But I get, I mean, this, like I said, I learned about it. I'm like, oh, okay. But that's really quite fascinating because I wouldn't take him as a, what you'd call a sex symbol. I know. He's not my taste. But evidently. No, not mine at all. Not I his know, music not or him, all. but that's just my taste. But evidently, I'm in the minority. So apparently, but yeah, of course, we all know that everybody wants to have sex with a rock star. It doesn't matter. It's it's a bonus if they're one of the really good looking ones. But when someone's famous, that that does the talking, right? I mean, I turn people away all the time because this podcast has made me day so in, day famous. Out. I know. Oh yeah, it's I annoying. Know the, I heard the banging on the door. I heard the banging on the door behind you. I'll have to try to edit that out. Yeah, the banging wasn't only on the door. I'll tell you. No, sorry. Um, people are, by the way, people are saying, shut up. Okay. Turn off the podcast. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Thank everyone. You. Thanks. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>